can't do this alone. No, I'm not insulting your capabilities. I'm being real with you because I don't want you to be held back by the glass ceiling created by ignoring the people side of your business. I've been in the trenches helping entrepreneurs navigate all those, oh shit, I'm the boss now moments. You know, the ones where you realize you're the one in charge, you're the adult in the room, but you're not in this alone. I hope the show convinces you of the dormant power of your team. Welcome to the podcast free of stuffy corporate jargon. After all, your business doesn't come with the bullshit red tape of a Fortune 500 company. Here, you'll be encouraged and motivated to test, try, fail, and fix fast. You'll laugh, you'll learn, and you'll feel seen and heard. Most importantly, you'll walk away with the tools you need to pour into your team and build a thriving culture that opens up the door to the scale your business deserves. Hey everyone and welcome back to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now. I'm your host, Jackie Coke, and today we are digging into signs that you can pay attention to on your team to know if you found a great employee. I think so, well, not I think, I know we often talk on the show about how to find a great person to hire and how, how to look for that. And sometimes the reality is you don't know until they're on the team doing the work and you're working with them day in and day out. If they're actually a great, a great fit for the team, a great fit long-term and, We've also talked a lot about what to do when you don't have a great employee, what, you know, how to handle that, how to have the conversation, signs it might be time for them to leave. And I guess that just assumes that you know what it is, how to identify those great ones. And I think that's a bad assumption because sometimes if you're hiring and leading teams for the first time, things are going well. You're like, I think they're good, but how do I really know? And so we're going to go over, you know, some signs and things you can look for or used to assess whether or not you have, you know, great employees. Now, this is not an exhaustive list and some of these things may be different depending on the industry and the types of jobs you have. Um, but in general, for entrepreneurs in general business terms, I think these are some really good things you can use to look at. And so the first one is you know, the, the, they consistently hit deadlines, they're proactive in their work, and they're able to manage, uh, effectively manage their workloads, meaning they know how to prioritize what's important. They, it doesn't, effectively managing their workload doesn't mean they're consistently asking for and taking on more work, but they're able to set up a working rhythm that works for them and get all of their work done proactively, hit their deadlines, and and really provide great outputs of work. And great employees have the ability to focus, you know, on their tasks and on their responsibilities or the job on hand without, you know, becoming distracted by, you know, I don't know, distractions that might throw others off. Um, they they know how to get into that working rhythm. And they're able to discern what's important and in what order that they should do their work and how to prioritize, right? So if you've heard of this scale of like urgent versus important, it's a quadrant. You know, everything is urgent in some way and everything's important in some way, but you kind of have to prioritize your tasks into one of those categories. So let's say 
urgent is on the, I always get X and Y axis. So I'm just going to say, let's say urgent is on the, the vertical axis and important is on the horizontal. You're going to have in the, I wish I could show you this. Maybe I'll make a video about it. Right. But the top right quadrant in this scenario would be urgent and important. Right below that is just um, important. To the right of that top left would be just urgent. And then the very bottom left would be not urgent, not important. So being able to put what you have to do within that kind of quadrant, you should always be focusing on the what's urgent and important because it's so easy to get distracted by the urgency thing, right? You log into your email and you have a bunch of stuff coming at you and that becomes more, it feels more important because it's more top of mind. But when you actually look at it in the whole scheme of things, it may not be urgent and important. Anyways, Um, that's a little fun exercise you can do if you're struggling to prioritize, but employees know, like the great employees know how to, how to do that and prioritize and not get distracted and get to work on the, you know, important and urgent things. And, you know, having some of this, this self-awareness helps them set aside or, or block time to do the important things when, you know, they're doing well and, and they know how to do that on their own. They don't need you to consistently tell them what they need to work on. They're able to do that. And they're able to, they're also with that is there, they don't put blinders on so that like, if you reach out to them, they're like rude or they ignore you. Like they also have strong EQ so that they can stay on task while not being rude or insensitive to others and team members. Um, because sometimes that, I mean, that's going to happen. Right. Um, and so paying attention to those things, you know, are all signs that you have a great employee. If they're able to effectively manage their workloads, consistently hit their deadlines or bylines, they're proactive and communicating when they're not going to hit it and why and what they need in order to hit it. And they ask for what they need and they provide, they create like a really high quality of output. So I know that's a lot of stuff wrapped into one, but it's a really good indicator that you found a really great employee. So then the second is that they love learning and growing and they're always seeking more. Um, Again, this doesn't mean that somebody you're wanting employees who are consistently burning the you know candle at both ends, taking on more than they actually can. Because as we just said, great employees actually get their work done and able to manage their workload. They know when they can take on more. They know when they can't, and they know what's reasonable and what's not. And so they also love learning and growing, and they always want to continue to grow. And so things that would indicate this would be that they're staying up to date with you know, trends and things going on in their specific field of expertise, they're in the know of what's going on. If they're in social media, they're staying in the the know of the trending stuff on social or, you know, general marketing things. Um, they're also staying in the know of your industry and your customers' industries. They want to know what's going on so that they can, you know, perform well. Um, they can be proactive again, and then they know where where they need to learn and grow, so that they are always um, they have the authority in in that in the field and in in the industry. And they're not 
typically satisfied with just the status quo, the clocking in and clocking out everything, you know, just kind of, yeah, they're not, they're not content with just the status quo. Um, and that's like an internal drive oftentimes. Um, and then change to them is kind of also included in this like love learning and growing is their change is positive and an opportunity for them to improve grow, learn something new, try something new. You know, they see change as positive. And if you're a small business, I'm willing to bet you change initiatives or, or offering services a lot and great employees see that as a positive. So often employees see that change as a negative. They see it as like a threat to them and great employees don't see it that way. They see it as a positive. Now, do they get frustrated once in a while when they put a lot of time and effort into something and you just seem to scrap it without even considering them? Yeah, maybe. But that, you know, there's a difference between that and seeing it as a negative, dragging their feet, not wanting to do it. There's, You can tell the difference, you know? Um, and so definitely... If you have an employee who wants to learn and grow and is seeking more, that is a great sign. Now, that doesn't mean that they're consistently like, hey, what can you teach? Like, they're not looking to you to be the person that helps them grow and learn all the time. You as a manager can facilitate that, but it is not your job to to manage an employee's career and development path entirely. You play a role in it and you support it, but they're the ones that are dictating what they want out of their life and out of their career and you're there to support it. And so great employees are the ones kind of driving it. So you might see them going to events, sitting on webinars, you know, reading newsletters or books, like listening to podcasts about those topics that help them grow, those are all signs that you have, you know, a really great employee um, who is, you know, committed to learning and growing and seeking more. That's a really great sign. The third would be that they're genuinely excited about where your company is headed and they're excited by your mission and your values and all of that. You know, you want team members who are excited about the reason you're in business and what you're up to. Not every job provides super meaningful work all of the time, but you want someone to be connected to why you guys are doing what you're doing in your business because they're going to help contribute to the culture you want. They're going to help bring your mission to life with your customers, you know, within other team members. And so you want people who are genuinely excited and not just kind of, you know, be um, just repeating what you say. You want them to be really excited about it in some way. It doesn't mean their entire life's mission has to be supporting whatever your business's mission is, but you want them to feel connected to it in some way genuinely. Um, and that's going to help them stay motivated when times are tough. It's going to help them be the beacon of positivity for others when time is, you know, times are tough. So you definitely want people who are genuinely excited about where you're going. Now, I will say if you're a high growth company, you're going to probably ebb and flow in terms of your directions. You might change it and shift and and all of that stuff. And for your employees who've been there for a while, they may not 
be on board 100% right away every time you make a shift because it takes it's a little bit of a whiplash, right? Like if if you're doing one thing and all of a sudden you shift directions, not everybody's going to be completely jumping at the bit to make that move, but those that embrace it and like, you know what? I'm willing to try this on. Um those are the good ones. That's what you want. You want the people who are willing to try something on, not just waiting for for the idea to or the shoe to drop so they can be like, I told you so. I knew we shouldn't have done that. You want folks who are willing to ebb and flow with you, try on the new stuff you're talking about and and go for it, even if they're not 100% bought in right away. But in general, you want them definitely bought into what, what you're doing, what the company's end mission is. The fourth is that they think beyond their job description. So they anticipate problems. They jump in to try to solve them without being asked to do it first. And they don't just like walk past a problem or see a problem and and they could have done something. So maybe they couldn't have completely solved it, but they could have helped by like flagging it even. Um, you know, you don't like great employees are not going to walk past those without trying to do something to, to prevent it or fix it. They're not going to be like, nope, that's not my job description. That's somebody else's great employees just don't do that. They're committed to the team. They're committed to the business They're They want to see the whole team win, not just themselves. And they're not just going to have blinders on to what their job description is. So they truly see their role as helping helping the business get to where it needs to, helping their team members. And they're always willing to give, you know, their time and knowledge and and try to help out even if they don't know how to solve it. Um, they they really know that they're a part of a bigger, a bigger thing. And they also know, I think there's a there is a slight caveat to put in here. They're not just gonna they have good judgment, I think is a, is a great way to put that in that they'll notice a problem and they're like, Ooh, I should flag so-and-so for this. Or I think this is what I should do, but I should talk to someone about it first because it's going to cost this amount of money. You know, they're not just going to like off the cuff, make these big decisions that are going to have a lot of downstream impact. They have good judgment and discernment and they're able to try to help and flag a problem and help solve it while also not making more of a mess around it if that makes sense. Now, are they are employees going to make mistakes 100%? Are they going to try something and it's a bad idea? Yes, but I think the great employees know how to judge, you know, calculated decisions and use judgment. That's a little bit of a harder one to to pick up on. I think if you're listening to this and you're a business owner, you know what I'm talking about. Um, there's times when, you know, you're going to – there's easy ones, right? So like if you have a restaurant or a store and the toilet or the bathroom is out of toilet paper, someone's going to go get toilet paper because – you know, even if it's not their job. Uh, but then there's the harder ones. Like you're in an account and you notice, ooh, this is past due or ooh, this person didn't follow up with them. I got this person's going to be up or, you know, the client might be upset. They're able to go to that person and be like, hey, I noticed this. Like I'm not trying to step on your toes, but I think this could be helpful, blah, blah, blah. They try to step in and solve stuff, I guess is my point on that. And they don't just stick to their job description. It's the most irritating thing ever. 
when people do that. I get it. You know, you, I, I get, I actually, no, I don't get it. I really don't. Um, and then the last is that they ask questions and speak up and not just because they think they're the smartest person in the room. They want to hear what they have to say, or they are the ones that always say something, but because they'll ask the hard questions, make the hard, like say the harder things when nobody, when, when a lot of other people won't. Now, hopefully your whole team does this, but the reality is it's not the case. So they're going to be the ones who know when something needs to be addressed and needs to be asked. And they'll know, again, using good judgment, when it should be done privately and when it should be done publicly. Um, They'll know that if the question is asked, if it's appropriate to ask in a public setting because the rest of the, it's going to help the rest of the team. Um, or they'll know when something might be a little bit more, um, private and ask something in private. And they're going to be the first to come up with suggestions, how to improve stuff. They're going to take initiative to make things happen. They're going to make sure that their opinions are heard and voiced and help others as well. I think this is also key. They're going to know when somebody isn't contributing that can and has meaningful things to contribute, and they're going to help that person do the same. They're going to help that person feel heard and ask the right questions and and get them to to buy in. And they're not going to gossip and they're not going to they're not going to stir the pot. Like they're asking the questions and speaking up for the sake of the business and accomplishing whatever goal and task or or thing strategy you have on hand. They're not just speaking up and asking questions to stir the pot. Um, and so that's a big one. You know, great employees don't do that. They They're really there to help make an impact and help the business grow. So those are five. I think I, I listed out five here. Um, things that you can look at and will help you know when you found a great employee. And so paying attention to those things will help you know. I think it's also going to help you know when maybe somebody's not doing so well and, and when you need to have some 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 conversations and some hard conversations. But hopefully you'll see these as the green some of the green flags that will come up when you know that you've you've not only hired a great employee, but they've actually turned out to be the great employee you thought they would. So Thank you for tuning into the show. I am excited and so grateful that you listen and we'll talk again very soon. Did you know our parent company, People Principles, has some free resources for you to improve your hiring process today? Go download our interview guide, complete with the process mapped out, questions to ask, and description of what you're looking for the next time you interview. Download our free interview guide using the link in the show notes.